Hey guys, Heidi here. Um, thank you so much for listening to our show, and I'm so sorry this episode came out so late, um, but I promise you it's a really good one. Um, I just wanted to take a moment to one thank you guys for listening to the show and being such a huge support. We're wrapping up season one, and it's been a lot of fun. So much fun, in fact, that we've decided to do a season two. Um, we're going to take a little break over the summer, but we're going to release a couple of bonus episodes um, related to the life of a scientist, what it's like working in a research lab, stuff like that. I also wanted to take a moment and give a shout out to one of our very good friends, um, the Can't Make This Up History Podcast. I've been listening to this show and it's become one of my favorites. Um, it's a bi-weekly show and it features interviews with a wide array of guests from academic historians to Pulitzer Prize winning journalists who cover unique and unusual history that is often way too crazy to believe. My favorite episode was um, one in which they interviewed Fiona Sampson, who's the author of In Search of Mary Shelley, the girl who wrote Frankenstein. And it was just a fascinating look on Mary Shelley's life and how Frankenstein came about. Um, so I highly recommend you guys check out the show. We're going to put a little... Um, their promo at the end of this message, and then we'll go right into our episode. Again, thank you so much for all of your support. Please subscribe on iTunes. Please write us a review if you can, um, and please tell your friends. Um, we are um, putting together our schedule for season two, so if you have any ideas, please send them our way at Cinema Science. Is it Cinema Science Cast? Cinema Science Podcast at gmail.com. Let me check that. Cinema Science Cast at gmail.com. Or you can also contact us through our website at cinemasciencepodcast.com. Thank you so much and enjoy this episode. Bye. The You Can't Make This Up History Podcast. Bringing you strange but true things from the past. It's not the average history that you learned in school. We're bringing you the heroes and bringing you the fools. Them stories that are just too And everyone has a cell phone these days. Like, it'd be easy to just, like, Roop. Marsa. Whoop. Yeah, exactly. One star. Yeah. <laughs> no, Marsa would get five stars. Oh, no. Marsa gets five, obviously. I would get the one star. Yeah. Let's be real. <laughs> Welcome to Cinema Science, a podcast in which we interview graduate students using pop culture references as a talking point. We'll discuss the science behind your favorite movies, games, and TV shows. Each episode will feature a new topic and guest who will answer questions from our wonderful listeners. I'm Heidi, and today I'm here with Anne. Hello. How are you, Heidi? Whoa! <laughs> you asked me how I'm doing? I know. I'm going to flip this. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, I'm doing great. Caught off been, guard. Yeah, I'm caught off guard. I'm doing great. I have a new baby gecko, and it's a great day. Oh, yeah. Baby gecko. So. Our guest today is Marcia Tahari, who is a recent graduate student from the University of Utah. Hi. Thank you for having me here. I'm excited. Yeah, welcome to the show. Can you tell us a little bit about the research that you did do and are going to continue doing? Yeah, of course. Um, so I'm a recent graduate in biomedical engineering at the University of Utah, and um, I basically research how two different types of brain cells in the brain uh, communicate with one another. Mm. Those are neurons and astrocytes. Mm -hmm. And I use both experiments as well as computational modeling to study these two cells. Yeah. Very cool. So Mars is here as our expert, I guess, on talking about machine learning and artificial intelligence and all the really cool, dark stuff that happens in Black Mirror. <laughs> So cool, dark stuff. I, yeah, I, they're not mutually exclusive. <laughs> no, I love Black Mirror, so I'm super excited yeah. to be talking about it. I we're think three really big fans of Black Mirror. Yeah, <laughs> we were thinking of focusing a little bit on the episode "Be Right Back," which has a lot of like artificial intelligence and stuff. Mm -hmm. But really, all of Black Mirror has some of this 
uh, computational machine learning stuff like that mm -hmm. so we have lots yeah. of questions we're yeah, glad you're here <laughs> yeah i love black mirror too and I, i'm excited to talk about that <laughs> yeah so generally speaking black mirror is a series of episodes each one um being different from the last one a standalone episode um that's all about how society interacts with technology and it's like the near dystopian future um and be right back specifically is about a woman who loses her boyfriend is it boyfriend i can't remember yeah, i don't know yeah boyfriend significant other um in an accident and her grieving process yeah i mean at first obviously she's just you know very sad and depressed but mm -hmm. then there's this uh woman at the funeral that tells her that there's this system that she should try out mm -hmm. basically like it's in the beta version or something and um because her boyfriend Mm -hmm. uh, was a heavy user, a heavy like internet user and yeah. stuff. So, you know, he was always on social media. Um, he would be a great candidate for the system, basically. Mm -hmm. So the system uses some machine learning algorithms, uses his data to be able to kind of mimic him mm -hmm. and communicate mm -hmm. with her. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of how she, she starts getting into it because she finds out actually she's pregnant, I guess, at some point. Yeah, and then yeah. she wants to kind of talk with him and then gets on this thing. Doesn't want to be in it in a lot at first, but then just kind of gets yeah. addicted. <laughs> yeah, for sure. This episode really hit me hard. Being in like a relationship myself, mm -hmm. just thinking about that grooming process and oh my God. Even, it, yeah, the end of it's dark too. Yeah, it's not happy. In the end, I mean, mm -hmm. she's like briefly happy to be talking with mm -hmm. him. I think the more she like, talks with him, the more she realizes it's not him. Like, yeah. yeah. Because especially with like social media, people always present their best selves it's exactly. not like their real self yeah like exactly. instagram photos and stuff are mm -hmm. never actually what you're like <laughs> what? most of your life is i mean you yeah uh, but Heidi, <laughs> not everyone's as glamorous as heidi i mean <laughs> i am an influencer but, yeah really <laughs> but she just gets ultimately like disappointed and she tries to have him like jump off cliff and then you disagree with her and yeah, stuff yeah and then she she ends up like stuffing him in an attic yeah <laughs> Yeah, which, almost, which yeah. also disturbed me, which is something we might talk about later, is mm -hmm. like feelings and AI. Yeah. But it was kind of yeah. like a callback. So I just watched it yesterday because, I, like I said, any excuse to watch Black Mirror. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in the beginning, her boyfriend before he dies says that his mom had like lots of pictures on the mantle and one of, I think it was like his brother had died and the mother put his photo up in the attic and how he thought that was like yeah, really yeah, yeah. like so it, it was like a it's coming full circle yeah exactly yeah, the same so. thing kind of happened to him I guess yeah, yeah exactly. exactly the AI version of him up yeah. in the attic like a photo would be or something right. so but there was something also interesting about that because at that point there was one picture of him that was still down mm, and mm -hmm. he was talking about how that was a fake smile and like mm. that picture was kind of important to him like it gave him certain emotions I guess mm -hmm. um, and he posted it, I think, on like Twitter or something. I don't mm -hmm. know. He said he shared it on social media. But then the AI version of him comes back and um, looks at that same photo and thinks it's just funny. He doesn't yeah. know the emotional history yeah. of it because mm -hmm. he's not really the same person. Yeah. So it kind of goes back to what you're saying, you mm -hmm. know, what we present on social media or even our emails or text messages or mm -hmm. like even videos that we take of ourselves in our private life yeah. aren't really all of our private life. Exactly. So yeah. a version of like an AI version of us based on that is going to still be very different. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So what exactly is artificial intelligence? And what is machine learning? Because we've used both terms so mm -hmm. far, and I'm not really sure I know the difference between the two. Yeah. So um, artificial intelligence or AI um, is basically a thought that uh, started, I think, like around the 50s. And it was mm -hmm. to kind of try to create uh, a machine that has the intelligence of humans. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, we're obviously not there yet. Um, but that's what, uh, that's what they know, want us to obviously. think. <laughs> <laughs> Mars yeah. is probably an AI robot sitting there right now. <laughs> Wilson's yeah. just smugly. Like. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so that's kind of like the goal of artificial intelligence, or mm -hmm. it was okay. the goal when it started. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess like a branch of artificial intelligence or part of this artificial intelligence is to have machines that can learn to do different things. Mm -hmm. um, and so machine learning itself is kind of um, a basically like algorithms where the machine can use data to learn from that data and like interpret them or hmm. categorize them, you know, different things like that. Um, so that's kind of what machine learning itself is. In general. That's interesting. And that reminds me of a part in the episode where they say like the more access that you give this 
company or machine mm-hmm. or whatever to his own personal like emails and stuff, yeah. the better it becomes. Because I guess yeah. at first it's just whatever he posted publicly, but mm-hmm. you could upload like private like discussions and stuff and it would be better. So is that yeah. like an example? Or? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So um, it's also important in terms of like we were just talking about, right? The public image that you give is different than mm-hmm. the email one. And there's obviously like another part of you that's not you don't even talk about necessarily yeah, to people yeah. but yeah so that's one reason hmm. it's important to like give the more data so that yeah. they know more about what you really are thinking not yeah. just what you're posting on social media for example right um but also yeah i mean in general with any kind of machine learning the more data you have um, the more it's going to learn to be able to categorize those and one of the problems of machine learning like an in industry for example is that they don't have the right kind of data because hmm. you can't really have machine learning work if your data is not good enough yeah or enough in general yeah that's interesting i've heard a little bit about neural networks um and you know this first season we've been talking about the brain a lot what does that mean in the context of machine learning and why are they called neural networks yeah so neural networks are kind of uh, a subcategory of machine learning mm-hmm. um and they're based on some basic biology that we know of neurons but not really i mean they're very different in many different ways But basically, in a simple neural network, you can say, okay, there's this input layer, like these nodes that get information, and then Mm -hmm. there's this hidden layer, and then there's output layer. Um, And so these nodes are kind of like neurons, and they're Mm -hmm. kind of connected. Hmm. Um, You can have things like reinforcement learning, where Mm -hmm. um, based on the data that you're giving it, and you're giving it a specific task, Mm -hmm. right? Like recognize faces versus objects or something like that Mm -hmm. um it can kind of change the weight or the connection between these nodes kind of like changing connections between neurons okay um and um it can learn to do that task that you wanted it to do so just a clarification question what do you mean by changing the weights like what does that mean as far as changing the outputs yeah so i I mean okay so you give it some inputs and you give Mm -hmm. it some outputs at first for example this Mm -hmm. is one type it's not the only kind but Mm -hmm. this is one type um and so the um it will have algorithms where it processes these and tries to see okay what part of these inputs are related to those outputs Mm -hmm. so why Mm -hmm. is this a face and that's like an object and Mm -hmm. that's a table or whatever Mm -hmm. you're trying to teach it Um, And so it goes through this um, kind of by changing the weights or the synaptic weights between these different nodes. So um, if it's like the right direction that it's going, it's kind of like like the way that we learn or babies learn, right? If it's in the right direction, it will get a reward. So that's kind of like (laughs) reinforcement learning, right? Um, Or it can get punished if it chose the wrong thing. So then the weights of those neurons or nodes will Uh decrease and um, it won't go that way as much, right? So in that way, it makes the connections between this network the neurons the nodes yeah um in a way to be able to recognize like faces or objects or whatever it is that's super interesting so what are i guess the uses and goals i mean if we have a machine we're trying to i mean i'm assuming we want more than being able to say a machine say that's an object and that's a face (laughs) like what are the big uh goals for this sort of technology Well, actually, you bring up a good point, I think. So with the artificial intelligence where I was saying we're not there yet, right? Mm -hmm. What we want, ideally, like in this Be Right Back episode, is to have some machine that can completely interact on a lot of different aspects with us. But um, the machines, the way they are right now, is mainly like try to do a specific task, right? Like you'll have Mm -hmm. one machine that can recognize faces, you'll have another machine or another set of algorithms that will Mm -hmm. recognize speech or mimic speech or whatever it is that you're trying to do Mm -hmm. so yeah that's definitely one of the problems um, in the field and one of the other issues is that a lot of times if you have these um, neural networks um, try to kind of learn a specific task Mm -hmm. and then you bring them another task but then you go back to the first task they can't do it anymore oh so yeah so it gets yeah so that's like a (laughs) kind of a big field of research um, to try to kind of get around that with good ways. And so it's also interesting because um, in neuroscience, one of the ways that um, people are using neuroscience to be able to develop these machine learning algorithms Mm -hmm. is by trying to understand how we do that in our brains. So how we learn one task and then go back and learn another task. Um, Like let's say you're throwing a ball in a specific way and then Uh you do it in another way, but then you want to go back and do the first one. Well, as humans, we're usually quicker the second time, right? Yeah, sure. (laughs) So the goal is kind of to try to understand for example, how that can happen Mm. and then um, to use that in machine learning algorithms. But yeah, Mm. that's one of the limitations. That's super interesting. So we're using our own brains to understand how to develop machine learning, but are we using machine learning to understand how our own brains work too? Yeah, definitely. We're Mm. using it the other way around as well. I mean, in general, 
not just in the neuroscience field, but in general, there's a lot of data everywhere and mm -hmm. we're trying to understand that data, right? When the data is too much, then it's really hard to um, understand it mm -hmm. um, just by logically thinking about it. So um, also in neuroscience right now, there's like a lot of imaging techniques um, where you can image a lot of different cells mm -hmm. or you can do uh, electrophysiology recordings from a lot of cells. And so when you're doing that, again, we have come across the same problem. As mm -hmm. people, it's hard to understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, but there are machine learning algorithms that are trying to detect signals from these or detect what is changing and what mm -hmm. is important. So yeah, we're using machine learning to be able to understand that data as well. Wow, that's super interesting. So I was just thinking about in the episode be right back a little more the company that uses like ash's social media to be like a virtual version of him i've heard that that's like i've heard companies claim that before like real companies mm -hmm. is that real how realistic is this so do these companies like t text you or talk no i just like remember okay. seeing some mm -hmm. headline about like chat yeah. bots and how they're yeah. supposed to like yeah, I mean, I've seen, I haven't seen the specific companies that you're talking about, but I have uh, seen about people trying to. I think they were scams. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just yeah. wondering, oh, really? like, okay. given the state of the field, mm -hmm. how realistic is yeah, something like this? Yeah, so if you, I don't think you can do it that easily. I mean, obviously you can't do it easily, but you could do it up to a little, like, you know, very limited. Mm -hmm. So even if you think about Be Right Back, at first when she's just, like, talk, chatting with him, kind mm -hmm. of, uh, like, texting or whatever mm -hmm. she's pretty happy because he ends up saying things that like he normally would say oh, and right, so i yeah. think at that level we could probably do it right if you have a lot of your social media email information mm -hmm. sent out like um you know if someone has access to all of this they could probably like talk like you a little bit with some basic stuff mm -hmm. but not really like especially in yeah. deeper private stuff in life yeah. it's gonna be hard yeah <laughs> What was that one case? Didn't was it Google who put up like an AI and they said that people could just oh, yeah. interact with it and it would learn how to interact with people, but it ended up just being cursing. terrible. Yeah. Like, was it really racist or something like yeah. that? It ended up being a terrible person, basically. That's actually uh, very interesting because, like I said <clears throat> earlier, if you have a lot of data, then mm -hmm. you can get better outputs, basically, yeah. and be able to classify them better. But also, if your data is like racist data, then yeah. you're going to get a racist output, right? Yeah. So that's one of the issues in, with machine learning in general is that um, there's some biases mm -hmm. uh, in these algorithms, um, which can either be from the data itself. So mm -hmm. for example, for facial recognition, um, there has been some discussion about, um, uh, I don't remember exactly like which kind, which facial recognition it was, but mm -hmm. like if it was from Facebook or something else, I can't remember that. But um, they did have problems with like recognizing faces of black people oh, it gosh. couldn't recognize that because really? it didn't get enough data oh. from black faces basically okay, which is yeah. like one of the problems so in that sense the machine learning algorithm has biases itself or yeah, can become racist sure. right if you don't yeah. have it uh -huh. give it the right data yeah and so i think that's uh that's a pretty interesting and important thing to think about yeah for sure for sure so there's some other episodes of black mirror that also implement um, AI and machine learning and the one that comes to mind is Hang the DJ. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a bit more of a positive episode yeah, I think. Nice, yeah. Right? <laughs> um where for it black was mirror, at least. Yeah, for Black Mirror standards, yeah. Where they had um they were running algorithms and well you don't find out until the end of the episode, but basically they have two individuals, they're dating and they're trying to figure out like who's a good match for them mm -hmm. and you find out in the end that it's an algorithm that's running a whole bunch of simulations with the mm -hmm. same two people yeah yeah is that also a concept of machine learning or? yeah i mean it can be um i'm not 100 percent sure like what they were trying to use in the episode but mm -hmm. yeah I, I would guess yeah. it is it's kind of some kind of a simulation so they're getting probably like my guess is they're getting data from you yeah you know like like we just talked about your social media data uh -huh, your more uh -huh. private data maybe yeah. answers that you give to a questionnaire or oh, something yeah. yeah and then they get all that from you and then from other people and then they just run simulations to kind of see yeah um you know if you would be good matches or not uh -huh. um so i could see that potentially working i think yeah. there's a few problems so like kind mm -hmm. of what we talked about with um uh, you need the data in order to actually have the algorithm work. Right. What you would really need for this is to be able to have real data from people that matched and did not match, mm, right? Yeah. And know how they responded to this questionnaire. Yeah. And so that okay. would be a long time, right? Yeah. You have course. to follow these people for like data. tens yeah. of years or something, right? <laughs> yeah. Like decades to be able to kind of see. So yeah, so that's like one of the problems. So it'd be like really hard to do, I guess. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's some way to get around that. I don't mm -hmm. know. But yeah, supposedly if you gave it that data, you mm -hmm. could kind of try to find if people were good matches or not. 
Yeah. But another issue is that people also change over time, That's right? That's true, yeah. And so that machine learning algorithm can only base that off of what you were in the past and maybe yeah. how you represented yourself yeah. in the questionnaire. Yeah. Make yourself look better than exactly. you actually Oh are. my gosh, if they yeah. built mine off of my MySpace in high school, oh, oh boy, yeah. <laughs> I would be a very Just different person. Just catfish machine learning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so it really depends on like what you're. So, I think that's also another interesting thing is that um, as we know that machines are learning from us, mm-hmm. we might change our behavior, yeah. mm-hmm. but then that means the machine is not going to be doing what we want yeah. it to do. That's a yeah. good point. That's a good point. It's, it takes a big person to be able to put like your negative aspects, like, here's my diary. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, but if you actually wanted it to have good output, you'd yeah. have to have good input what if i just want to make a perfect version of myself well you could because (laughs) in black mirror actually it's not perfect it's uh, like a slave version of yourself but the cookies that's right you can like duplicate your i guess it's like your you upload your self virtually Mm -hmm. i don't really know what a cookie is but it's it's like like a digital version of yourself yeah yeah (laughs) that was pretty crazy too yeah like the whole point of the cookie is to like take care of your household well, in that example take mm-hmm. care of your household so like you know what you like yeah you know how you want your toast yeah. toasted that was so dark mm-hmm. there are other <laughs> applications of the cookie though like that yeah. girl who was gonna be like paralyzed or Sound she was a is that what you're thinking or no i was thinking of um sorry i think it also applies to san junipero yeah like are they essentially yeah. cookies when they die I think so. yeah. <laughs> they kind of were the same thing Whoa. yeah i think three episodes as far as i remember had that one was that cookie episode yeah like what was it called white christmas yeah white mm-hmm. christmas and then the other one was in san Junipero, and then the other one was the uss callister yeah i don't know if they had another episode or i was thinking actually the black museum where they had like oh, little yeah, black clips museum. of different like unrelated stories yeah yeah, yeah i remember the that. lady gets put into like a teddy bear basically but yeah. Her, yeah. still it's herself uploaded into something yeah. else yeah that's horrible <laughs> yeah i think that's actually interesting and then also when you have that digital copy of yourself mm-hmm. it doesn't well i guess some of it depends on which episode we're talking about but in some of the episodes like there was no body right yeah like mm-hmm. in that one that you're talking about there was really no body and i mean if you just imagine yourself you change if you don't have your body and your abilities exactly right? so yeah that digital copy of yourself is not yeah. really going to be your normal self either yeah that's <laughs> after true sometime so yeah. yeah it would be really depressing just like imagining that yeah like, this teddy bear or whatever God. <laughs> people like didn't care at all either they're just using their own versions of themselves mm-hmm. to like do whatever they yeah, wished yeah, yeah. and like torture them and stuff yeah. <laughs> so like in white christmas that's interesting because yeah the woman who bought the cookie of herself to yeah. maintain her home like she didn't care about it she's like whatever that's fine and so you think like oh maybe they don't realize that maybe they can f- have these types of feelings but at the end of the episode they use the cookie to basically torture the guy who oh, murdered yeah, yeah. the dad and ultimately caused the death of the daughter and yeah. so it's like there's some recognition there that there's a little bit of torture and like it can feel something. Yeah, that's but there's really like good a point. disconnect between those but two. Can stories. machines feel? I don't know. Can they? Can you have digital consciousness? Yeah, I don't know. Can I we? think that's actually an area of research too. Like yeah. what is consciousness and at yeah. what point does a machine learning algorithm like become conscious? Yeah. Right. So yeah, that's definitely important. But also I think it's important that um, you're pointing out that like different people, like the cops, I think they were detectives yeah. or whoever they were, were like using the cookies to torture. Yeah. But then that other woman didn't really realize it. It was yeah. probably because she didn't ever try to understand or research like yeah. what this is. So I think that's also important as we try to use machine learning more. It's important for people to have a, a little bit of understanding of what it is because mm-hmm. you don't want to like yeah. mess it up and no, you torture a digital copy of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Making toast for you every yeah. day. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Or like you were talking about USS Callister, like the whole reason why he created that ship was so he could have copies of those people. Yeah. They're really good copies, too. And that was yeah. based off of their DNA, right? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. with their DNA in that yeah. episode. How realistic yeah. is that? Yeah. I don't know if that's very realistic <laughs> yeah. because, I mean, your DNA, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be very different from how like your brain works. Yeah. If you were able to record people's like brain activity, I think yeah. you would be able to get a better idea of who mm. they are rather than uh-huh. just their DNA. Okay. That's true. I mean, we have sequenced the whole human genome. Right. Yeah. Trying to figure out how two neurons talk to each other. Yeah, it's still, it's still like, hard. A massive mystery. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. But that was that was a really interesting one too oh though, gosh. because 
there are like real world consequences too for what was happening in like the virtual world mm-hmm. like yeah and it was also interesting because those, those people so when your digital copy gets tortured or whatever uh-huh. you don't realize it yourself yeah so that was kind of interesting it's kind of scary yeah. because if that thing exists then it my digital copy could be out there and I don't know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Your poor digital copy. I want to go save it. <laughs> yeah. You're just so. numbers, Heidi. No. <laughs> I'm showing my bad side right now. And showing her brand. Yeah. <laughs> but I can numbers imagine with that. Feel. I can imagine with that cookie episode, the toaster woman episode. Yeah. The toaster like, woman. <laughs> so I'm calling her. Yeah, I can imagine with that episode that like, she was just told that, oh, okay, we just put this thing on your brain and we see what kind of things you like. Yeah. And... Yeah. Um, and like this device will do it for you. She yeah. doesn't know it's a digital mm-hmm. copy, right? Right, that's and true. And they're trying to sell it to her. She's yeah. probably like this rich person who has no idea what this is really yeah. doing. <laughs> and they probably wouldn't want to tell people that because no. I myself just get uncomfortable yeah. ordering at a restaurant and be like, thank you so much for bringing water. Like, yeah. I'm so sorry I'm asking you to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I will pay you. Yeah, I will efforts. pay you very well, I yeah. promise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's also important to like be able to understand what the company is trying to sell you versus yeah. what is really going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I also remember just sort of going back to the uh, the Be Right Back and you were saying like the company selling you. Do you remember when like she got the silicone version of Ash and she was like so freaked out at first? Yeah. Because, I mean, fair enough. It yeah. was like, it reminded me of like the unca- Uncanny Valley phenomenon. Could you just yeah. talk about that a little and if that's... Yeah, um, so they've done some re- research before where they've t- tried to look at kind of how much people like a robot or not um, mm-hmm. based on how human-like it is. Oh. And so I guess uh, the way it works is that if some if a robot is non-human-like at all, it's just like this cute little robot or whatever, mm-hmm. you can like it and mm-hmm. you know, you'll know you be happy. But then as it becomes more and more human-like, mm-hmm. you'll get like, creeped out and not mm-hmm. like it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it'll just be like scary because it's a little bit like human. So yeah. you feel like you can understand it and relate huh. to it, but also it's this weird thing that's not a human. Right. So it gets really uncomfortable, but then if it becomes like very human-like, like almost completely human-like, mm-hmm. then you'll be happy again. Okay. Yeah, with that Be Right Back episode, I think um, he, like the robot version of Ash, mm-hmm. is that his name? Ash? Yeah. 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 The uh, robot version of him, like if I, you know, if me or you just like saw him out, we wouldn't really re- realize it's a robot probably. Just right. like oh, someone, maybe a little awkward, but not all the time. Yeah. Um, maybe just like a shy person or something. Yeah. I don't know, right? Yeah. Like you wouldn't be surprise but i think um so the main character martha she um was more creeped out because mm. she knew him right yeah, okay. so for her he was more weird than Still he would be to valley. us yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of so yes and he was doing like some strange things that or maybe like some strange movements that um her mm-hmm. boyfriend wouldn't really normally do mm-hmm. and also another interesting thing with that uncanny valley is that um apparently with motion of that robot it those um, so the amount of creepiness or the amount that you like the robot gets increased either way. Mm-hmm. So if it moves really? a lot, like as you can see, it moves not just looking at the face, like yeah. a picture of it, but if it actually moves, then you get more creeped out if it's just <laughs> really? a little human-like. Yeah. But you'll like it a lot more if it is actually very human-like. <laughs> yeah. It's like that line is really like distinct it's like it has to be really perfect human mm-hmm. or else it's creepy or else it's creepy <laughs> yeah fair i remember it's been a long time since i've seen metalhead so that the dogs they they're adapting right to get to their hand. environment yeah, that's right <laughs> that's right so in that in that episode the metal dogs are adapting to their environment and learning how they need to change in order to ultimately kill this woman um yeah, that's right. The knife hand. That was because it lost one of its weapons. Is that right? And so one of its it, arms, I think. Oh, so it's like, how else am I gonna stab this woman? Like, oh, I'll um, attach a knife to you. Yeah, that yeah, seems right. That was really creepy. <laughs> yeah. Now that was uh, really scary, and <laughs> it was uh, interesting how that dog, I guess, was um, trying to kill the woman, and that was like its only goal. Yeah. So I guess mm-hmm. that's another scary thing about the machine learning thing, right? Yeah. As we were talking earlier. They, I mean, machine learning algorithms basically like learn one task, one object. Right. And you can't have it like learn a million different objects 
at least right now, like yeah. humans do, mm-hmm. right? So these dogs, their only goal was to kill. Yeah. And if it was a human, like you could try to reason with it, maybe try to like give it something in exchange. You know, there's yeah, a million yeah. other things you could do with a human that's yeah. trying to kill you. Yeah. Versus this creature that the only thing that it wants is yeah. to kill you. <laughs> there's like no sense of self-preservation yeah. or anything. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Yeah, and it just like tried to kill. But it was cool that it didn't it wasn't charged at some point so oh. it kind of slept yeah oh, yeah you guys remember right. that part yeah and so the woman <laughs> yeah, like yeah. used that in order to escape which was really smart of her and so there was at least a weakness but she yeah, still didn't make it yeah. i remember she was like stuck in a tree or something she kept yeah. making it like wake up and go back to sleep to like drain the battery yeah exactly like, oh, yeah that work. was a smart move but i guess it was yeah. solar so in the morning again it got charged oh, back darn it That's solar power yeah, darn it <laughs> That's how we're gonna die. <laughs> those yeah. dogs, though, remind me of. Seen those videos by like Boston Dynamics? They make robots, mm-hmm. and one of them looks just like the Black Mirror dog. Yeah. So yeah. I was just wondering if you had seen that or had any thoughts. Yeah, that um, that was creepy when I saw it afterward <laughs> because yeah. you know, um, yeah, I mean, it's scary because you're thinking, well, what if we make these dogs that want to kill people in war or something, right? Mm-hmm. But then they can eventually just learn to kill, and then they might kill you and might kill everyone. Yeah. It's just you can't control them completely, yeah. especially if they have this machine learning algorithm. So, yeah, it was creepy when I learned that such a thing kind of exists. I mean, not exactly. It's uh-huh. not trying to kill at this point, but yes. um, still, it could. <laughs> it could try to kill. So, yeah, that was really scary. Um, Why have they created those dogs? I don't actually know. Boston Dynamics? Yeah. So just to say that they can. Yeah, I I don't know what the start of it was, but I know that they were well known actually to have um, some kind of dogs. I think it was called like Big Dog or something, uh-huh. yeah. where they were they were to be used in war to carry a lot of um, oh. a lot of stuff in areas where you couldn't take cars. Okay. So hmm. something like that. Okay. I don't know if that was the initial goal, but that okay. is one of the things that they were well okay, known that for. Makes sense. That'd also be good in like disaster areas. Yeah, and that's yeah, a good point. Supplies and yeah. Stuff. Yeah, you can use a lot of these like in really positive yeah. ways, kind of like Black Mirror shows, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> you have positive versions of them, but you yeah. can also have negative versions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like San Junipero is like a positive. Yeah, it's way nice. To do it. yeah. That was like the only nice episode, yeah. though. Now yeah. that I'm trying to think about all of them. Yeah, Hang the DJ was okay. Like, I guess, It wasn't yeah. negative. Yeah. That's true. I mean, it was a little torture-y, I guess. Yeah, if these cookies are actually conscious. Yeah. Then. I feel like a lot of, actually, the episodes depend on if you think they have consciousness or not. Yeah, On how right. dark they are. You're because right. if they don't, then who cares? <laughs> <laughs> but numbers. if they do, then yeah, it's yeah. problematic. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. But they yeah. don't really explicitly say either way. I mean, they seem like they have consciousness. They do definitely act like it. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But actually, in the Be Right Back episode, the um, Ash, the robot Ash, he doesn't seem like he cares that he's just in that attic, right? Like, he doesn't no. look like he's sad. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he really and is. he was going to walk off that cliff until Martha said, you know, the real Ash would have fought and cried. Yeah. And then he fought and cried. And she's like, darn it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. No, I can't have, like, actually, can't I think in one part, that. he says, I think at that cliff part, he says, like, I aim to please or something yeah. like his whole goal again is like to please her and make yeah. her happy so I don't think like he has a I mean, maybe he has consciousness I don't know but in yeah. that episode it seemed like he didn't really and he yeah. was just like mimicking the real Ash and trying to make yeah, her happy like that's right. the function of that machine yeah exactly like please and mimic it wasn't the same as uploading someone's digital self maybe, yeah yeah it was cookies. a little different in that part so yeah. I guess if they don't have consciousness then they would probably be like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that makes sense <laughs> but that's still creepy I feel like if like, I mean I guess that's how she felt right if you like love this person and then they have and then you kind of bring them back, not really them, but yeah. kind of them. And then you don't want to really kill them because yeah. it's kind of them. Yeah, exactly. But then you don't really want them alive <laughs> yeah. hanging around in this world either. Yeah. So. Well, I think it was also interesting at the end of the episode is that she tells her daughter to call the robot Ash, like, Ash instead of, like, dad or something like that. So she yeah. still has, like... Oh, I forgot about that. That kid that. can yeah. talk to him still, though, because like, it's her birthday, but the mom also says... It's not the weekend, implying that like the kid goes up there every weekend. Yeah, like, hang out with robot dad. Robot dad. Oh, oh man, oh. I didn't think that that was actually like maybe that's a little bit positive, not a really. Sweet. But yeah. I guess in the sense that like okay, well the child would have never known. I mean, I, I guess if I'm thinking okay, if I were born and I never knew my dad because like yeah. he died before I was born. Yeah, it would be cool to like see a robot version of him a little bit that's for just true. like a moment. Yeah. yeah, not really hang out every weekend. Yeah, <laughs> I guess yeah. that's a little creepy. Yeah. But, but, but that's I guess, true. Like yeah. to get an idea of what he's like. Yeah, to get an idea. Better so. than nothing. 
but still kind of creepy that he just sits up in the attic. Yeah, no, that's like, creepy. I feel like the, the whole, whole body part where he was in like a, a silicon like robot yeah. shape that was creepy. But I like like the chat part, and yeah. even if it was like a like an image, they didn't really have that. But I think that would have been nice, kind of like you're skyping with him or oh, something. Oh yeah, yeah. I think if there was something like that, I would like that. Just kept it digital. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keep it a little bit more digital and less human like. Yeah. <laughs> would have, but again, maybe it has consciousness. Like who knows? Interesting. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> but actually, that's another uh, thing that I was thinking about, like with mm-hmm. the dogs and the metal head mm-hmm. section and in this section, is um, another interesting thing is like to have robots that actually move like humans. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, the dogs in the, um, in the what was it, metalhead section, uh-huh. they don't move like normal dogs, right? They're no, just like true. robots, really. Yeah. Yeah. But with Ash in this section, like, he moved pretty human-like. I mean, maybe yeah. not like completely normal, but uh-huh. pretty normal, right? Yeah. Like I said, you wouldn't really necessarily tell he's yeah. not human. Yeah. Um, but I think that's actually interesting because that is really hard to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not yeah. like hard to recreate how humans move yeah that is a big thing yeah so i mean we don't really know exactly how all of our uh, neuronal activity even leads to those movements Mm -hmm. and that's a a, you know a part that we're trying to study and trying to understand yeah so even how those movements happen is difficult yeah because they all they did make a robot uh i think it was a few years ago where they wanted to study how like cheetahs run so they were able to create a robotic cheetah basically and Mm -hmm. it was able to like move exactly like a cheetah it was was able to Hmm. get up to speed like that Hmm. i don't know how it moves but actually um what i was looking at is that uh, i mean the way that robots currently most robots at least Mm -hmm. um are currently working is that they have like rigid joints and they're like this robotic thing they're not like humans with um, are more elastic yeah. <laughs> joints and like the kind mm-hmm. of unpredictable activity that we have. Uh-huh. And so there are um, some studies um, where they're trying to create robots that have like muscles kind of or like tendons. Whoa. So not exactly, but something like that. Yeah. Because that's another problem. Even if we know yeah. how like the brain works and translates it, we if we don't have a robot that has those muscles, we yeah. can't make it work. Still. Yeah, exactly. Huh. So yeah, there are some people who are trying to get that to work. I don't know about the cheetah though. I don't know that's if they're really doing so I was thinking about you talking about the biases that you can introduce into machine learning that reminded me of the episode 15 million credits. Is that what it is? Merits. Merits. Oh, yeah, yeah. 15 million merits. There mm. you go. <laughs> that one was dark also. That one was really yeah, dark. Yeah, that was yeah. really dark. And they were like in this very sad society, which, I mean, I didn't really get it at first. I, it was kind of confusing, but I guess they yeah. were just like pedaling on these bicycles to create energy or something. I so, yeah. yeah. For the machines to work, which is scary itself yeah yeah <laughs> but it was also really scary how like there were ads and everything all around them yeah, they mm-hmm. kept popping and up. they couldn't do anything i mean it's not mm-hmm. like just on your phone where you put your phone away and you don't see the ad yeah right? exactly like it was all around you and so annoying yeah um, but yeah i thought that was interesting like I, I don't know if this is what they were actually trying to say mm-hmm. or get to but i did see that you know the, the society was so sexist it was mm-hmm. like horrible yeah. like the women were only like sexual objects essentially yeah, yeah. unless they were peddling um, but yeah, otherwise exactly. they were sexual objects right yeah. that's all they were and like all the ads were like that as well mm-hmm. um and so i wonder if that's kind of a hint at the fact that okay so you want these machines to learn but if they're learning, they're learning from us humans and yeah. we have hmm. biases, right? We're There's all, yeah, we're yeah. flawed. Actually, one related thing I think is interesting is that, um, you know, when, when we think about like a racist person or a sexist person, mm-hmm. we might think that they're immoral. And there mm-hmm. are people that, you know, of course might be immoral and also racist and sexist. But I think a lot of the biases that we have is mm-hmm. not because we're immoral, right? Mm-hmm. It's just because we're not exposed to the diversity that yeah. we should be. So for example, you know, if a like a CEO of a company um, is usually like a white man, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of mm-hmm. what you imagine. But if you see like a woman, mm-hmm. uh, if let's say you go to a bank or something and you're trying to see the CEO and then there's like, I don't know, this white guy there and like a woman who's maybe a woman of color, mm-hmm. you're going to probably think that the white guy is the CEO, right? Not the woman. Mm -hmm. And that comes from the fact that we're just exposed to that more. Mm -hmm. So if like a machine is trying to hire people, it's going to go based on, well, who was hired in that position before? Who was successful? And if they're mostly, you know, in a a, specific uh, group of people, then that Mm -hmm. group is just going to get more power and the other ones are going to be downplayed. So I think with 15 million merits, it might be kind of like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the the women were just thought to be like sexual Sex objects, objects yeah. and that's what they're better at yeah 
And that's what all like the advertisements the men were getting too, right? Yeah. Like they were getting all the porn advertisements. Yeah. It's interesting to hear this in perspective of like machine learning machines because I always hear this with respect to like representation in mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. pop culture and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. it's interesting that this is something that like permeates throughout like and yeah. it's relevant in all different types of mm-hmm. yeah exactly and as you have machines again like trying to learn <laughs> yeah. these yeah. they're going to yeah. learn our biases yeah. better and it's going to be harder to stop mm. it because with right. a human you can talk with them maybe give them reason yeah but with the machine you can't it's just like oh my goal is to hire the person who was best at this position yeah and that is this person you can't tell the machine that like your inherent biases <laughs> is creating yeah. problems machine exactly <laughs> stop being stop yeah. you're ruining our society machine wait that's us oh we're ruining <laughs> black yeah. mirror starting <laughs> yeah, I guess like machine learning is kind of showing our, our all of our biases, with whether they're positive or negative, yeah. right? But it's like a mirror them. that's reflecting the yeah. worst parts of it's you. It's a also. black mirror. <laughs> I know exactly, black oh mirror. Oh my god, I just got that. <laughs> I know. I'm li- oh legitimately god. just got that. <laughs> I've been thinking that's probably why they named it black mirror. Yeah, like, yeah dark like, reflections of ourselves. Yeah, that's what I really because I really think that that's kind of what machine learning is doing. <laughs> Mind blown. Oh my god. Oh I had to go god. rewatch all of them again. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So we had a question from one of our listeners that says, my dad thinks that someday we're going to have chips implanted in our brain that are connected to the internet and let us Google things and then know the answer. How likely is this? Yeah. So, that would <laughs> be mean, so cool. I know. That would be cool. I would that love to have like, that. seems like, is that realistic or is that a ways off? I don't think it's really, I mean, yeah. definitely not now. Definitely. And I don't know if it ever will be because yeah. in order to do that, you would have to kind of know what the people are thinking, right? So mm-hmm. the machine would have to first recognize the sentence that I'm thinking in my mind. Mm-hmm. And there are people who are actually actively researching on this and trying mm-hmm. to um, do that, not for this purpose of Googling, mm-hmm. um, but for other purposes um, but it's actually a pretty difficult task. Um, well, for one, you need to be able to record the brain activity. Mm-hmm. I believe those researchers are using fMRI data. Okay. Um, but even recording from the neural activity is a difficult thing. Yeah, and fMRI so, machines are not exactly portable. No. Yeah, exactly. Can you briefly explain what an MRI is? Yeah, so an MRI is... Um, so. MRIs is what we're used to usually, like if you go to the doctor or something, mm-hmm. where they just take images of your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, but an fMRI shows the activity of your brain. Oh, so okay. it shows kind mm-hmm. of the regions of your brain that are more active. And there's actually a lot of debate going on on what that really means. Is it neuronal mm-hmm. activity? Is it activity yeah. of those other cells that I was talking about, yeah. astrocytes, uh-huh. um, and all that? So there's mm-hmm. some interesting stuff. But it t- kind of says which parts of your brain are active and you know what the activity is over yeah. time. And so these researchers, um, as far as I know, what they're doing is like giving a few sentences, like maybe uh-huh. two or three sentences um, to the person to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, but these have to be very specific sentences, like yeah. not every sentence is going to work. Right. It has to be long enough to have enough data in it. It's right. pretty complex, like how perfect it has to be. And then once those sentences are as they are, they try to record the brain activity with fMRI mm-hmm. and correlate that with the sentence yeah. so that based oh. on the activity, they can predict which sentence you were thinking of. Oh, machine Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So even that's not perfect. But even if it were, I mean, you need the fMRI machine or something like that. (laughs) And you would have to only think about those specific sentences. You have two sentences you can think. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not like. And this machine, this fMRI doesn't give you an answer to that sentence. You can't just think, yeah, yeah, what's yeah. the weather tomorrow? And it can't tell you. No, anymore. yeah, it can't like talk to you, of course. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. maybe there's a, That's a ways. crazy way you could do that yeah. ultimately at some point in life. I don't know. Yeah, Probably not going to happen is what I'm hearing you say. <laughs> I kind of hope that won't happen. I don't know. It sounds a little scary. Yeah. Now that I think yeah, about it Just deeper. stick to Googling things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so of all the technologies that are introduced in Black Mirror, which one would you least likely use or scares you the most and which one are you most likely to use Mm. so i would not use the uh, crocodile episode one so that one was where they could like record not really record but like go back to your memories and see what you were seeing Mm. it was kind of like every person was a camera yeah (laughs) it was kind of like that and they were trying to see like what you're looking at like your memories uh, so I wouldn't want that. I don't want anyone to like look at my memories, and I don't yeah. think I would want to see anyone else's. Like that seems yeah. just really invasive. That's so personal, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I don't want that for sure. Yeah. Um, Do you know which one you would? Yeah, the one I would want is the San Junipero one. Oh, okay. I think that's actually, nice. yeah. I think that's really cool. Like, uh, okay, there was two parts of it, right? One is like where you're alive, yeah, and you're basically like kind of like you're playing a virtual game with other people, right? Yeah. So you're mm-hmm. in this virtual world, yeah, um, where you can communicate with 
different people. I go back in time, but, you know, in this game or whatever yeah. it is, this virtual world. Mm-hmm. Um, but then another part of it is like after you die, what would, you know, yeah. that you could like have your digital copy be in there. Yeah. I'm not so sure about the after you die part. Yeah. Like, I mean, some parts of it are interesting. Maybe I would uh-huh. and maybe I wouldn't. I don't know. But the part where like you can virtually interact with people and go back in time and yeah. have it be all so real. That'd be really I think cool. That's super cool. Yeah. I mean. Even like right now, I think it's cool that it kind of got rid of all the limitations that people have, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like the one of the main characters, she was mm-hmm. so she was completely paralyzed, but it was cool how she was able to get out of that limitations. And yeah. so I think that's like really yeah. beautiful, right? That, that you can nice. get out of your limitations in terms of even like time or space, like yeah. distances between people. So we kind of have that right now with the internet, right? You can like chat with people, yeah, or like, like Skype, reality. yeah, or like even yeah. yeah. So you kind of have that, but it's not you know as real. Mm-hmm. And so I would love it to be that real. That would yeah. be awesome. Cool. That's good. That was a long answer to your question. That's Sorry. Perfect. That's a perfect <laughs> answer. How about you, Anne? So I, I actually really like your San Junipero uh, example because I think that would be really cool just mm-hmm. to be able to like go short term a couple of times and then longer if you wanted to. I thought that was really neat. Mm-hmm. I also just, this is super simple. <laughs> I feel like it's too basic to say, but I liked how they had the self-driving cars. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be down for one of those. Which episode was that one? Uh, it's the one about bees. Um, oh, okay. I think it was Hated in the Nation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so I thought you were saying the episode was Hated. I just remember they like... The guy was in the driver's seat, but then he turned around. And they like pulled up a desk, and I was like, "Oh my god, you could do that! <laughs> you could have a meeting at any point in time." Yeah, I don't that's know why cool. I'm so enthralled by the idea of a traveling desk. <laughs> well, that's pr- that's probably gonna happen soon. So yeah, yeah at least that one, yeah, is like actually not that far around yeah. the corner. Have realistic hope. Exactly. Just don't want to drive anymore. But yeah, the San Junipero one, super cool too. Yeah, I like the idea of just like. Going to a bar in the 80s and like yeah. <laughs> that's super, you could change times, you could change locations, yeah. and especially if you're like, like you were saying, have some sort of like physical disability if you're older mm-hmm. or just didn't get to see Venice or something. Yeah. And they all like, got younger too. That was yeah. cool. Like, oh, yeah, your younger right. version, <laughs> your healthy that's young right. version. She didn't need glasses, yeah. but like she wore them. Like, yeah. they're cool. cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm saying you Wait, can just like really cool. make those choices for yourself. Yeah. Which is awesome. That was really cool. The most messed up one I thought though was <laughs> um, in Men Against Fire, how they gave the soldiers yeah. those like roach scene implants yeah. like they basically program these soldiers to see the enemy as not human because yeah. humans don't want to actually destroy humans so you have yeah. to trick them into it apparently and yeah. that's just super messed up yeah that was also an interesting idea of like how it's easier for someone to essentially kill an alien looking like something that doesn't yeah. look like them yeah if you mm-hmm. and that's like something that actually happens and like if you look back in history yeah like, marginalized groups Mm -hmm. where people get attacked they're like called names that are more associated with like animals and stuff like that and it's just actually like a really common theme in history and this Mm -hmm. is just taking it to its like logical conclusion and I was like oh my god yeah, that was really one of my favorite episodes. I got like chills when I found out. Yeah, what I know. Doing. When you find out what happens, it's like, oh my god, this does really happen. Does. Like yeah. humanizing people or yeah. groups of people, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. it's just crazy. Yeah, and, for sure. Like just yeah, dehumanization to its like combined with technology, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty terrible. So yeah, yeah. What about you, Heidi? So I think the one I would do. Okay, so the episode itself was very scary and disturbing, <laughs> but <qualifying> this. <laughs> I think it, ha- it could have a positive um, application. <laughs> uh, so playtest, oh, where he's yeah. doing that like quote horror game, but you find out he's not actually in the game. Like he didn't even make it past you know that yeah, part. Yeah. Um, but I really, I like. I'm a big gamer. I like the idea of something that would create an experience for me based on like what I like or like my emotions. Mm. So like, I, I don't think you have to do fear. Like I'm sure there's some people out there who mm. would actually enjoy that. I personally would not. Um, but to be immersed in like a positive like game environment, for example, that sounds like yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, and I think cool. like they also did like that was machine learning too, right? Like, yeah. I believe, I mean, it probably had some kind of machine learning in there where it's mm-hmm. trying to learn what your fears are and, and it yeah. got like scarier after a while. It's been a while oh, since yeah. I've seen that episode, but I think it yeah. got scarier and scarier. So yeah. as it learned that, Oh, you're more scared of this. Yeah. And brought that more. Or, and the fears yeah. were like very personal. Like so yeah. personal. He yeah. like felt bad about abandoning his mom. Yeah. And they like threw that in hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we're going to show you how you yeah. abandoned her. It's like, wow. That's that technology is similar to the San Junipero one. Though. Exactly. 
exactly. Yeah. But you I was just, just thinking that. Chose yeah. horror, you chose the horror version. Yeah. But I want a video game version of it. Yeah. Okay. But I guess the one difference is like in the San Junipero, the cool thing is that you would interact with like real people. I mean, oh, yeah. That's true. Not real yeah. versions, but like some version of real people. That's true. So I think that was like a little it's different. It's kind of like the cookies. Yeah. yeah. So like if I wanted a video game, though, I wouldn't want to kill cookies in that case. I would want So like, you're saying you do want to use this for bad No, <laughs> I want to play a video game. <laughs> Well, it might be a game to you, but it that's might true. not be a game to the game. <laughs> that's why, yeah, that's why I don't want cookies. I I just want holographic images. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God, okay. this is okay. I'm showing a lot about myself. No, I remember in that episode, <laughs> like a Mario, like Mario. Yeah. <laughs> there was like a really scary. I forget. I think it was like a spider, a spider or something, but yeah. it was like holographic. Yeah, so like that's what I mean. Yeah, you could shoot at it and not yeah. kill it. Or like spider. Mario, I could jump on it and yeah, <laughs> flatten because yeah. that's better. No, that I guess. sounds cool. Yeah. And what is your yeah, your least favorite dark one? Maybe like nosedive was yeah. so that's the one where you judge people and like everyday interactions, which we kind of do in today's society as well. Like Uber, yeah. for example, you judge your driver, and like, they can judge you too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus is like, I should behave. <laughs> yeah. No. Like even I've been selling things on Facebook Marketplace and cleaning out my house, and I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. I should be nice because they can give me a smiley face or a sad face. Mm-hmm. So like. Like someone right now just they were supposed to buy something yesterday and they never they just stopped contacting me and I'm like I need to I should give them a sad face but I don't want to ruin their whole life because I think about that yeah. episode of Nosedive. I yeah, think they probably exactly. got on Uber. Yeah. I'm like this might be their income exactly. but I'm like also though I almost died in that Uber. <laughs> yeah, but, all, <laughs> yeah, but also they were horrible. Yeah, like, I think about that a lot. Yeah. Actually. yeah, that's a really I didn't like. I mean, I like that episode. I just didn't yeah. like the reality of that episode exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, on that happy note yeah thank you for joining us thank, Marissa. You. thank you for having me <laughs> well, how can people uh contact you if they have any black mirror questions yeah um i have twitter and uh, it's outside marsa and then three underscores t so marsa underscore 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 t sweet great if you'd like to learn more about our guests research or the topics that were covered in today's episode check out our website at cinemasciencepodcast.com you can find us collectively on Twitter at CinemaSciCast, and you can find Heidi at PandaBumHot. Anne doesn't have a Twitter, but her dog Hubble sure does. You can find him at Hubble Gibson. Our intro and outro music was composed by Kagan Breitenbach. You can find more information about him at our website, but also check out his personal website at KaganBreitenbach.com. The first season of Cinema Science was graciously funded by the University of Utah's Neuroscience Initiative. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Bye!